probably globally the worst is behind us, but also argue that the easy part is behind us because this thing's going to flare up again and again. Welcome to World vs. Virus, a podcast from the World Economic Forum that aims to make sense of the COVID-19 outbreak. This week, an expert economist gives us his view of the impact of the pandemic so far and where things are heading. The sooner a vaccine is available and widely distributed, the better the chances of growth. But we don't really see that happening until the second half of 2021. Nariman Beravesh, Chief Economist at IHS Market, tells us where the pain will be felt the most and which parts of the world and which sectors of the economy will fare better. We're looking at what we call a bounce and fade pattern of growth really throughout the world. A lot of people now talking about a K-shaped recovery, where some sectors are doing well, whereas other sectors are struggling. Subscribe to World vs. Virus on Apple, SoundCloud, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and please take a moment to like, rate, and review us. I'm Robin Pomeroy, digital editor at the World Economic Forum, and this is World versus Virus. The COVID-19 pandemic has caused a global economic crisis the like of which most of us have never seen before. So where will the global economy go from here? Nariman Beravesh is Chief Economist at consultancy IHS Market, and he's used to making forecasts on the global economy. So what is his assessment of the world at this very unpredictable time? He spoke to my colleague, Kerry Parker. In a nutshell, what has this virus done to the world economy? Well, it certainly plunged the world economy into a very deep, but mercifully a short recession. Everybody's been hurt. I don't think anybody's really been spared by this. It's a combination of fear, uncertainty, and then the reaction to those, which are the lockdowns, which have brought about this very deep recession. Now, a lot of people have sort of blame the lockdowns. That's not a fair assessment. You look at a country like Sweden, where they didn't do a lockdown, they still suffered pretty severely. So it's mostly the fear and the uncertainty, fear of consumers about catching the virus and not going to places that they normally would. All of that's what's really hurt growth. And are you seeing those fears abating now? Are you confident that the worst is behind us economically? Well, in some sense, the worst may be behind us. In in many parts of the world, in many countries, the numbers are coming down, although not everywhere. They're going up in India. They're going up in Brazil. They're really not coming down much in the U.S., a little bit. So I would say probably globally, the worst is behind us. But you could also argue that the easy part is behind us because this thing's going to flare up again and again, and and we're not out of the woods. So even when we think we're done, as a number of countries have, we're not. It probably won't be as bad as it was this last round, and in part because the healthcare systems are not prepared. So they know how to deal with it. But it, we're, we're not done with this. And looking back at sort of historical precedents, in terms of the economic impact, how would you compare this with past crises such as the 2008 financial crisis? Well, it's, it's far worse. I mean, it's almost in terms of GDP decline uh, on an annual basis. It's, it's about three times as bad. So it's, it's much worse than the global financial crisis. It's not quite as bad as the Great Depression in the 1930s. There, the output drop was sustained over a three or four year period. The unemployment rate went up to 25% in the US. This time it only went up to about 13%. So not as bad as the Great Depression, but by far the worst downturn we've had globally since then. If you look at 2020 to date, 
which regions, which sectors would you say have been hardest hit and which do you think have weathered it pretty well? Let's look at countries first. I mean, the, the countries that have weathered it well are, of course, China. China technically did not have a recession for, you know, one quarter of negative growth and it came right out. Other countries that have done relatively well are South Korea and Taiwan that did a lot of testing and tracing. And so they managed to keep things under wraps. The, the countries that have done the worst in terms of the uh, virus, of course, are the U.S., Brazil, and India, and that's the totals. But the death rates, if you look at it on a per capita basis, the U.S. is much, much lower. The U.S. is number 10, not number one, and it's uh, lower than Belgium or lower than Spain. So a lot depends on how you measure it. In terms of economic performance, Europe has been hit quite hard. The European recessions are quite a bit deeper than the U.S. or Canadian or Japanese recession. So Europe and the emerging world have been hit pretty hard. And as we go through autumn, how do you expect this situation to evolve? Well, interestingly enough, as I mentioned, we've got a very deep recession. We're coming out of a very deep recession. So we'll get a, what I call a technical bounce. So growth in the third quarter in the U.S. and Europe will look remarkably strong but then it will fade. So we're looking at what we call a bounce and fade kind of pattern of growth really throughout the world. But the bounce is mostly because it went down so far, it had to come up, but then it won't last at that, it won't continue at that very strong rate. So just to give you a sense of the US, US was down 32% in the second quarter. We think it's gonna be up 30% in the third quarter, but by the fourth quarter, it's back down to two and a half percent. You're listening to World vs. Virus. We'll be right back after this news of another podcast you may be interested in. COVID-19 pandemic has without a doubt been the greatest disruption to education that the world has ever seen. Welcome to The Great Reset, a podcast from the World Economic Forum that looks at how we can build a cleaner, fairer, smarter world after COVID-19. This week, education. The pandemic has transformed the way we teach and learn. In this episode, we talk to the Sesame Workshop about the impact on young children. COVID is both an opportunity and an alarm bell to say, if we don't invest in education, it will be at our peril. And we'll hear how the Muppets are helping children around the world cope with the pandemic and continue their education despite it. We'll even be getting an exclusive guest appearance from someone direct from Sesame Street. Hello, everybody. Design your cute and adorable pal Grover with a message for listeners of the Great Reset. Subscribe to the Great Reset on Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and take a moment to like, rate, and review us. Now, hardly any children have access to quality learning. During a global pandemic, what could be more important than this powerful tool of media? I'm Robin Pomeroy, digital editor at the World Economic Forum, and this is the Great Reset. And welcome back to World vs. Virus with our guest, IHS Market Chief Economist, Nariman Berovesh. My colleague, Kerry Parker, asked him if he was optimistic about a global recovery and asked what shape he thought it might take. I think, you know, we will see global growth in the third, fourth quarters and into 2021. It will not be a robust growth rate. And a lot of that will depend on a vaccine. There's obviously the sooner a vaccine is available and widely distributed, the better the chances of growth. But we don't really see that happening until the second half of 2021. I mean, a vaccine may get developed, but in terms of its pervasive availability, it's going to take a while. In terms of the shape, it's, you know, there's been a, this whole alphabet soup of, of shapes discussed. One could say that manufacturing probably is 
enjoying a V-shaped recovery, at least temporarily. But services, which are among the hardest hits, especially airlines, travel, any kind of entertainment, these are more U-shaped recoveries. People have talked about a W. We probably won't get a W unless there's a serious second wave, which I don't think is likely, but it's possible. But a lot of people now talking about a K-shaped recovery. So again, this alphabet soup where some sectors are doing well, whereas other sectors are struggling. The hardest hits are, are, are clearly any activities or any industries that depend on large groups of people coming together in a spot. So airlines are a perfect example of this. I mean, air, air traffic is barely at the, you know, 25% of what it was at the end of 2019. And it's not really going to recover for at least another couple of years. Hotels are another one. Again, huge amounts of excess capacity, cruise ships, convention centers. So those are the, the hard hit ones. In terms of the industries that have done well, of course, high tech has done very well. Amazon, obviously, because everybody's ordering from Amazon rather than going to stores. But then a, a, a lot of industries are looking to digitize to sort of accelerate the digital revolution. And so this is benefiting high tech tremendously. But interestingly enough, of course, healthcare is also benefiting in some sense because the demand for healthcare for a bad reason and also for good reason is that in the sense that people are buying masks, they're buying all kinds of equipment. So healthcare is also, again, ironically benefited uh, from this. Is there anything in there that surprises you as an economist? One sector that I didn't mention that had done well did, did surprises and it's housing. So I so said, why, why would housing boom? And it is in the US, maybe less so elsewhere. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that basically a lot of people are fleeing to suburbs. So there are a lot of people moving to suburbs, buying homes, building homes. We've seen two people in our neighborhood come from New York. We're in Boston. And so I think there are people who just kind of deciding, no, I'm done with the urban life. And I want, I want a little more space between myself and my neighbors. What is it doing to developing countries' economies? And are there perhaps lessons from those countries and how they're coping that could be applied to wealthier places? I think, the, again, the success stories are in Asia mostly. And I, I mentioned uh, Taiwan and South Korea in terms of their testing and tracing. And if there's one lesson from the experience of those countries is, is massive testing and massive backtracing is crucial to keeping this thing under control. So that's a definite lesson. But the rest of the emerging world, Latin America, Africa, are, are struggling. There's no question. Some because of the virus itself in Brazil, India, very, very large increases and continuing increases in infection rates. But then also these countries, aside from the, uh, the virus, are being hurt by global growth, the collapse in global growth and the collapse in global trade. And for a while, the collapse in commodity prices. To what extent do you think this is really going to be a turning point? Are we going to see a green recovery and a transition into a really different economy? Or are we going to see a return to business as usual? I don't think it's going to be business as usual. I think uh, there are going to be some big, big changes happening. We may not see them overnight. It may take some time, but let's go through a few of them. And you mentioned a sort of a green economy. I think this will accelerate the movement towards a green economy. This is a perfect opportunity for a lot of companies as they look at new technologies to develop greener technologies. And so I think that's going to be very positive. But we are going to see more substitution of capital for labor. I mean, I think a lot of especially skills and, and, and labor-intensive industries are very worried about their vulnerability to viruses of all kinds, so that you'll see 
greater emphasis on robotics, which creates its own challenges, of course. So that will that will be a factor. Uh, a number of things we've, we've already talked about a little bit, but one is we, we think that the process of urbanization will slow. If, I don't know that it'll reverse, but it'll definitely slow. But if you look at, say, what happened after the 1918-19 flu pandemic, uh, that did transform parts of the economy, but in particular, it transformed healthcare. So I think healthcare is another area where we'll see some massive transformations as we go forward. Nariman Berovish, Chief Economist at IHS Market, was talking to Kerry Parker. You can find all our coverage of COVID-19 and the economic impact of it at weforum.org. That's weforum.org and follow us across social media on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, YouTube and on Twitter using the handle at WEF. Please check out our sister podcast, The Great Reset, and find our entire podcast back catalogue at wef.ch slash podcast. Thanks to Gareth Nolan for help producing this episode. Thanks to you for listening. But for now, from me, Robin Pomeroy, goodbye.